0: Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers, and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod.
1: And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here and say that the topic of today's podcast might be one that we've all had a bit of a love-hate relationship with over over the years. Oh, words, (laughs) (laughs) blur. Started already. (laughs) Yeah, That's because we are talking about education. For some of us, education hasn't always been the brightest, cheeriest experience. This is something that we want to chat about today. But we also want to talk about learning for joy. Yes, it is totally doable. It
0: is totally doable. Yay! And I think, yay! I think it's something that is, um, in, in many cases, knocked out of us. I think by the time you finish school, oh my, um, you well, know, like formal you know. education, I think people... Um, and Actually, maybe that's... But well, I don't know, because... Well, let's dive in. Yes. So, I think by the time people finish formal education, um, there are quite a number of people who have kind of decided they don't like learning, mm-hmm. um, and actually... I'm not invalidating anybody's feelings, but I don't think that's actually strictly true. I think it's just that school is, by its nature, it has to be a bit of a one size fits all. Doesn't it's it? It's the
1: experience of yeah of school, yeah. and, and um, you know, if you go beyond school as well, I think it can be um, yeah. an experience that people don't enjoy for lots of different reasons. Yeah, but, I um, mean, I, I do
0: think one of those things is, is having to learn stuff that you don't want to know, that you're not really interested you don't in, enjoy, you don't find easy, I, I you don't mean, find fun. I think fun.
1: we've probably all we've all had the we've probably all asked the question um you know in the middle of something like um uh and, uh, like an advanced maths class, saying, mm-hmm. "When the hell are we ever going to use this? You know, so <laughs> um
0: yeah, I mean, with with a few, because I actually know a couple of people who, um so i have a really lovely friend of mine who is a maths teacher. um, and she but she said, even she doesn't use some of the stuff that she learned because mm-hmm. you just you're just using it to teach, but she loved she enjoyed that, and she found it really, you know, really um life enhancing which is which is cool um but yes we have all definitely just rolled our eyes and been like why why am i here when i'm when am i going to use this in the real world especially when you then get into the real world and find that actually the stuff you know is not that helpful no exactly stressful however one of the things i've always thought and it is it's true it's something i think my parents told me just in desperation when i was whinging about school when i was a bit younger i I had an okay time at school but i was whinging and they were like it was fine because when you get to gcse's you just need to get past your gcse's get your basic stuff and then you can choose You choose your a-level subjects and then you choose again for your university and um and, and that was well-meaning and accurate advice in the sense that actually then you narrow down what you're doing into stuff that you actually want to do mm-hmm. what we did not know at that point was my multipod tendencies and that maybe I would find it really hard to choose a thing and so I did lots of things yeah. and it which was great actually but at least they were things I'd chosen and I think that makes a massive difference um and I think that university then is probably the kind of pinnacle of formal education in the sense that we're encouraged to do it, um, but it tends to be something. In order to do something for three years and write a seventy thousand word or however long it is now, dissertation, you have to really love your stuff, don't you?
1: Well, this is the thing. I I never went to university when when I was younger. I didn't do I didn't do A levels. I finished school with a few GCE equivalents. Now I'm showing my age. Um, uh, exams. You didn't and say O
0: levels. Could have been worse.
1: I, well, there were also O levels as well. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, I I did, I, because I was living in Malta at the time, so I did mm-hmm. their equivalent, which was the MATSEC exam. I don't even mm-hmm. remember what that stands for. Um, and then I did, um, because I wanted to have some qualifications for the UK, I took it upon myself to do some, they were London um, GCO level exams. Okay. Um, uh, and I think I did a couple of different subjects just so that I could have, I could say, you know, I got an English um, uh, GCSE and I got you know this grade for it rather than the Maltese ones were so weird anyway but um after after that point I didn't go to college I I I, um disappointed my mother terribly
0: well so actually I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there because actually that's something I think I'd really like to talk about because you have just graduated at the age of 41 right I have yes and you have as far as I can see had an absolute ball doing your degree um, um, you've enjoyed most i know there's been bits that have not been like but, but there, but were, there been, were many
1: tears carla always
0: is, is it even a degree is, is it even worth the paper it's printed if there was, you haven't if cried your blood way sweat and no. tears
1: in it exactly yes definitely
0: <laughs> it, it is signed in blood i think like yes. when you get your certificate yeah no yeah but i i have a um a theory mm-hmm so my theory so I applied to do a TED talk when I was still working at the university and uh I was rejected for said TED talk and I was a bit offended and I found said TED talk from like 2014 uh the other day when I was looking for something else and I realized that the reason it was rejected is that I was working in a university and they wanted to showcase their staff's cool stuff obviously I was staff at the time I was there full-time and what I had basically said was, don't fucking go to university straight after school. Like, go out and find yourself. Work out what you really want to do and then come back and go to university because you'll have a much better time. And, like, yes, that is a bit of a revolutionary idea and that was an idea worth talking about, which is the whole TED thing. Yes. Unsurprisingly, being a university that was trying to recruit 17-, 18-year-olds, that's the bulk of the people. They do have, obviously, lot, there are lots of mature students and that's cool, but... the bulk of most universities is going to be people feeding from school and
1: mm-hmm.
0: sixth form college uh, so unsurprisingly they did not give me the public platform to shout about that with that their was name not attached. something
1: they thought was worth no, talking about at this point
0: having, <laughs> but, but i still strongly believe that that's the case so i i went to <laughs> i went to uni straight after um straight after school mm. and the reason that i did that is because so I, was, I had the option to take a gap year if i wanted to but i'd found a course that was fairly vocational in publishing um and gave me the option of a placement year in between my second and third year Mm -hmm. and I looked at that and I was like okay that looks practical that means I can get paid for a year in the middle like not a lot but you know internship type stuff means I'll have practical experience means I'll be able to like figure out I didn't know what the placement was going to be at that point but um, so that looked practical to me and then I also looked at it and I was like okay so that's already a four, four years before I can so if I take a year out now and I go off and do fun I'm never going to come back I am never going to come back and get a degree ever so I did obviously had some awareness of my my own character even though I maybe didn't have the words to describe it at that point um so I went to uni and I did it and it was cool um but there have been numerous and I loved it I loved my degree um it wasn't what other people would have chosen for me but I loved it um but I have had numerous points in the 17, 16, 17, lots of years since um, many years since um, where I thought actually if I had taken a couple of years out I might have done it slightly like, differently Mm, so I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong but I do quite strongly believe that if you're not sure if you don't have so like one of my friends is a doctor and she knew she wanted to do medicine and there was no point her taking a year out because she knew that's what she wanted and the quicker she got there the quicker she'd graduate and could go I think as well when you're going into something
1: like doctors and lawyers and things they've got so many years of education still ahead of them you kind of
0: need to get started as soon as you can they don't want to be leaving that too late yeah
1: Yeah, exactly but I think if
0: you are doing something else like Mm. something non i don't want to say because when i say not in the professions i don't mean unprofessional i mean not lawyer doctor whatever those things um i i think i think there's a lot to be said actually for not rushing into it because it's the thing you're supposed to do or Mm. using it as a way to pass another three years while you figure out what to do Um, and i i think that you're a really good example of that because i think you have got more out of your course yes waiting until you were older white maybe wiser, maybe not wiser, I don't know, but older (laughs) and and you knew what you wanted and you were doing it, you were doing it, you were making a very conscious choice to do it, not doing it because it was the thing that was expected. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I would agree with that. My, I say, I, I... I left school um, under a bit of a cloud because my mum was in, incredibly disappointed that I that I opted not to go off for my A-levels. There's nothing worse than seeing the disappointment on your mum's face, is there really? Um, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this since and now she's obviously very proud that I, I went well, off and did is. what I did. But at the time... Does she acknowledge she...
0: that you were right to do it? Has she... Has she oh, I you? don't
1: know. We've not had that conversation. <laughs> oh, I
0: don't know if I'd be brave enough to have that conversation with my parents, no. So. <laughs> my, my, mum,
1: my mum may be little, but she is fierce. There is no... Oh, Right. absolutely absolutely <laughs> um but yes I mean I I knew I, I, I think life experience is obviously part of this but I knew I didn't want to stay living in Malta I was um 18 years old 17 18 years old I was massively unhappy with living there anyway mm. um so I moved back to the, the UK at 19 with the intention of and it was it was funny I, I had the intention I remember of I looked up universities in the UK and I I had the intention of coming back to study that was my Mm -hmm. initial plan obviously I came back with uh like less than 300 pounds in my pocket and um realized that oh you know maybe this isn't gonna happen because I'd also been out of the UK for too long to um benefit from student loans or whatever it was at that point as well I had to be back in the UK for a certain number of years first so so I, I moved into employment and, and, and overseas you know. student
0: fees are eye watering so yes mm, I think yeah. Was, yeah yeah
1: yeah so I moved into employment that was that yeah. was the route I took and of
0: course I think that's that is something that I think maybe is, is why people don't do it because actually once you're in employment it's quite hard to then say actually I'm going to take a cut in my my wages for a while to either work yeah. part-time and study part-time or take a proper cut and study full-time like that. yes yeah it's, yeah it's quite a hard thing to do but from a from a joy point of view from a kind of learning and creativity and feeding feeding your soul feeding your Mm -hmm. brain kind of point of view would you say that you have got more out of it than you would have done if you'd done say the same course because I know you said you were a writer early on and then there was that we'll go back and go back and listen to i'll link to it sarah's um interview episode tells you the whole story of this so we won't we won't rehash that at this point but do you think you got more out of it than you would have done if you just tumbled into it at say 1920 when you first came back to study well to be
1: work? honest they they weren't creative writing degrees around when i was oh, when i okay. was that age so it would okay. i would i probably would have done an english degree that would have, that probably would have been where i'd have gone um and i'm not entirely sure i would have enjoyed doing a full english degree in all honesty um I ended up doing English subjects to tie in with my creative writing one, which was fine. That was my, my choice at this point. Mine it weren't was... even,
0: to be honest, because I had publishing with a minor in English because you couldn't do straight publishing. Mm-hmm. And I did not enjoy the English modules because I don't enjoy being told what to read and when. Okay. I, I yeah. don't really have much 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 interest in rehashing well, those things. I would prefer I was... to be doing the creating, doing the, like doing the... putting. Well, again, doing... this is yeah,
1: so... maybe because of the, the amount of time that had time. passed and things had changed, but the English options that i took to go with my creative writing degree were actually really useful to me as a copywriter there was one of them which was about creative um it was oh god what was it it was um creativity in english language or something like that and there was a lot of stuff about talking about like sales talk and
0: um that's interesting then because i wonder then if part of the benefit I'm re re-evaluating my uh my argument maybe mm. not in a bad way but actually you're right I hadn't really even considered that of course the courses have changed the courses yeah, are keeping massively. up with what people need now we've got the yeah. internet we've got totally different ways of I mean I did my, my dissertation ended up being on Facebook I'm pretty sure Facebook didn't exist when I started uni so exactly it yeah. literally came in in those last couple of years and made such an impact that that was a thing for, for communication and stuff that I was I was in information science so that was a thing um but I hadn't Again, you see, because it's so long ago and I haven't had kids of my own that are going to uni. I've got cousins and stuff that go they, they don't talk to me about the boring stuff. They want to know about the nightlife and the clubs and the <laughs> I don't know about that either because I wasn't really a clubber, but hey ho, I'll take the slightly cool status while I can. It's not gonna last long. Um Yeah, I'm I'm that means maybe that it was meant to be now because it's the degree that you actually wanted to do rather than the closest closest approximation that was available at the time and the thing is i
1: didn't i didn't even i still didn't even really know it existed until um well until you asked me that famous question yes and said what what is it you want to study and i had i had fully when i when when i thought to myself oh i would like to learn i would i've always wanted maybe you know, do a, a degree or some kind of. Initially, I thought A levels is what I thought I wanted. Mm. um So then I, I went looking, and I think I had the, I had a plan to go and you know choose a relatively you know sensible subject for my degree. I, I do
0: remember sitting at a coffee shop in I think it must have been Chelmsford, and yeah, I do probably. remember you saying to me, "Like oh, you know," and I think I'm gonna. Do, and I was like, "Why though?" Not not because I was trying to judge your choices, but I kind of remember what it was you were... But whatever course you said, you were like, oh, I could do this. And I was like, you don't sound thrilled by that. This is a big (laughs) chunk of money, time, effort, love, blood, sweat and tears. Yes. Um, Like, why why, are you... Um, which is really interesting. So yeah, um, I, I think okay. I, I, which I case do I'm think... not at all sorry for that conversation. But I hope it didn't make you feel bad in the process. No, because,
1: no, no, no. Um... I think the thing was I, I didn't know what was available to me. I didn't I I didn't know until that point because when I first moved back to the UK, there was that. Um, There was that point where I couldn't apply for student loans. loans Then, uh, when I when I'd been back long enough, they'd actually you you couldn't take you couldn't have a student loan if you were over the age of twenty one, and I was twenty two at this point, so I missed the boat again. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'd I'd all but given up, you know, furthering my education, and you know, threw myself into working in the ambulance service. And it was only after talking to you that I started to look at it again, really. So there'd been probably a good. 10 12 15 year gap even yeah. um of not so, even considering it and then realizing oh all of a sudden that's when I discovered oh okay we've got these kind of courses now these weren't around when I looked before oh I can get a student loan now even at the age of 30 whatever so it, it was 7 so yeah possibly. it suddenly became possible oh, okay yeah.
0: so tell me then because we I mean we've slightly ruined the uh, the surprise because we've already talked about you graduating so we know that you did in fact go and I've... do the course <laughs> <laughs> we I totally ruined that little bit of build fine. up haven't we um but tell me a little bit about how you um h- how learning had fitted in and and was were you already learning stuff or was this like a i want to learn more i'm missing missing learning for joy rather than just learning um you know because we all learn through our lifetimes we learn on the job we learn new stuff yeah. we learn about people what made you want like what made you um kind of what made you take the leap? I think is what i what, what made you suddenly go? Actually, yes, I'm going to do it. Because actually, there are a lot which we'll talk about shortly. There's lots of different levels of learning you mm-hmm. can do without going yes. to a degree. Was it that you wanted the degree, or was it that you wanted the depth of study, or the what what was what, what was your kind of what were your motivations? I'm I'm intrigued. I um, think that feeds into why why learning is is joyful because I. I you wouldn't put that much effort and time and money in, you wouldn't even be looking because you know at the beginning, don't you, that a degree is going to be a huge commitment undertaking, in many ways. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you know, that's, that's your... a
1: really good question. In that, I'm not entirely 100% sure what my motivations were. I knew Fair. I wanted, I'd you know, I was I, at this point, I'd been in the ambulance service for 15 16 years. I'd would i done some university for my paramedic course, Um that was a I think we got we came away with a certificate for that, so it wasn't mm-hmm. anything um you know massively in depth but and and i'd hated that learning that was incredibly stressful i spent a lot of time crying through that but crying crying unhappily i really didn't enjoy um the studying through that experience um and so yeah i i I think it wasn't the idea of doing a degree initially it was it was the creative writing part that caught my eye more than anything because i knew that was a topic that i loved and wanted to get back into um, it was all about the topic for me, and then I realised it was a degree, and I thought, "Oh, okay, yes, right, I'm I'm doing a degree then. Okay, let's." Do, let's so it was. Do so it sounds like it was
0: quite easy to commit to once you'd because you loved the con- the topic, the content that it was yes. the thing. It was easy to commit to the thing. It always yeah. didn't matter what the what the outcome was going was. Yeah, to yeah. be. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's because mm-hmm. I yeah. think that might get right to the heart of learning for joy. I think there's there's a a bit of a weird um again, because I, I think we all come out of of, of, of school slightly kind of shell shocked. Even if we've yes. had a good time at school. And I you know, I mostly had a great time at school. Um, but there were things where I felt a bit crap and incompetent and you're not encouraged to it's like this really weird thing. If if it's a socially accepted subject like maths, you're encouraged mm-hmm. to spend more time on the stuff you're bad at and the stuff that you're good at they just let you sail through. I am very aware, just to check my privilege, I'm aware that I am um there are various parts of my uh, brain makeup and my personality that mean that I do sail through certain things and I know that's not the case for everyone however I think everybody to some extent has stuff they're better at and other things absolutely um, yeah it's all obviously it's all it's all subjective to, to to your to you but um I've often wondered what would happen if we put as much effort into the stuff that we were good at as the the effort we're encouraged to put into into what we're bad at. That was not as articulate as it was in my head. I'm so sorry. No, no. And also, I feel like there's this weird dichotomy as well where... In, if it is something like maths or science that you're not, so this is my own experience, I was less good at maths and science because they don't interest me in the same, same. way. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. science fascinates me, but I've got no desire to be a scientist. I'm exactly. happy to do, read like pop science, I can read books, I can watch documentaries, that's, that's as far as my interest really goes. Um, and it's like, I want to be, I don't need deep knowledge, I want to see all of the different facets of it at a yeah. kind of shallow level. About English and languages and um, kind of do it. And, and then when it actually went to code, which I guess is like another language. So when I got to uni and I started to study um, web stuff, which again, I'm not brilliant at, but I, I loved it. I took to it really well. So there's obviously something there in language for me. Um, no one really pushed me to do extra stuff in languages and English because I was already really good at them. Mm. They were like, put, but the stuff that then, so things like drama, music, food tech, um, PE, um, dance, all the, like, fun stuff, there were some of those where actually I enjoyed them, but I wasn't very good at them. But I would have happily put more effort into them to get better at them. But yeah. because they're not the, like, important core subjects, and I'm doing big quote marks because I think there's different... I know you do need maths and English to get by in the world, whatever, but uh, I I uh, strange to argue. I'm sorry, making a lot of sense, am that, I? That's, that's what a calculator
1: is for. And I, that know. is what a
0: calculator is for, exactly. <laughs> and I feel, I just... Sorry, I don't feel like I'm... I think this is one of the things where I'm, I'm so passionately annoyed I haven't actually figured out the words to, to say it articulately yet. <laughs> but if we... It's like we encourage people to get better at stuff they're bad at in, on the one hand, but then mm-hmm. the stuff they enjoy that they're bad at, we're like, no, 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 don't do that. That's not useful in real this life. We don't, we don't actually enhance
1: that timetables, yeah. and I
0: understand that schools are under... They have pressure and timetabling is, is a nightmare, but there's not even space for you to fit in. So I had to drop drama... Um, much, much earlier than I otherwise would have done because Same I had to choose between... Art. I could I only choose one like fun yeah. subject and actually I would have kept dance and drama and food tech and instead I just kept dance because that was the thing that oh, see, I loved you,
1: the most. You, you, you got to keep one of them. I, I, we got to
0: keep, well, I think that was instead of PE. Like, I think I did dance instead of PE because PE and me were not friends. Yeah, uh, so, no, where, were not friends, so when I was
1: at school it was... Um, Especially when it came up towards exam exam times, um, exam time, you that you had to drop all kind of almost like almost all humanities all the, subjects all yeah. the, all the, I couldn't do drama I couldn't do art they took all of that away from me yeah, which I, I, I kind of resented
0: yeah well um, I did because I again I really enjoy I was never going to be oh, I said never going to be an artist I am you an don't artist know. now you don't but know. I wasn't going I was never going to be a painting artist I was never mm-hmm. going to be someone who drew because that isn't something that comes naturally to me but there was no opportunity beyond about year 9 to explore that in any yeah, depth because they exactly. only had the GCSE classes and I wasn't good enough to do it for GCSE and get the grades that I wanted for my overall grades to be good so I didn't I just didn't and that, that just, strikes me as really sad and I, I think that's where I'm, I'm trying to explore into like we can need I just to dive yeah, into go that a little
1: bit you just yeah. said there though that that idea of obviously then your pressure was to get the exams that the, the, the exam results that you needed mm. um and I feel like I a lot of pressure we put people people of that age under you know I, I just go yes. back to what when I was that age in school I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up I had no clue it took me 20 more years to figure, to figure that out. out so I mean
0: for, I, I do feel like for, for total clarity and transparency for me a lot of that pressure came from myself mm-hmm. um my I was very lucky in the sense that my parents um supported me and pushed me to a point they wanted me to do as well as I could but they never pushed me into doing better than my best if you see what I mean but
1: yeah I no I mean, so
0: it's not if i if i said you know i came out with whatever grades they would have been as long as i tried my best they would have been happy with whatever there, there was no pressure from them but i there do feel some like there's from a the exactly there's, from the there is that
1: pressure and from then i put there. a lot of pressure yeah. on myself
0: but i don't know whether that pressure it was an internal or whether it was because i'd absorbed this well you're academic so you need to do because this was when i was also fighting with this whole you're academic so you can't be artistic and you can't be creative and mm. there's so much packed into there isn't there i think yeah um and I've got, you know, quite a few friends who actually, they excelled in things like sewing plot. I was shit at sewing. I still can't thread a sewing machine. But they were then made to feel less than if they couldn't write an essay without a yeah. spelling mistake or whatever. But actually, yeah. they're two different... In the same way that I can't thread a sewing machine, some people... It's not... They're not the same skill. They're two no. totally different skills and they should be valued equally because they're different. Yes. And, and this feels, now I'm saying it out loud, really obvious, but somehow... I feel like yeah. I think we lose the joy, don't we?
1: We do, especially when we. I think we've probably spoke to most of our guests on here. We've talked to them about their their learning, you know. About yeah, they're and and nearly all of them. I'm pretty sure nearly. If we go back and listen to them all again, um, they've all turned around and said, "Oh, you know, I didn't actually, you know, finish school Mm -hmm. with all the things that I'd wanted to learn." So, Mm -hmm. um, so so actually, let's let's move that into doing the things that you want to do then let's let's talk about the the kind of
0: well i think so i think there's then something there then about also the balance of um you can so i think i think the really important thing that that nobody talks about and is one of my favorite subjects so i'm really sorry if you've heard me bang up on about this before but i'm also not sorry at all um we are as a society not very good at being bad at stuff we have mm. and it's got worse with the internet i think it's got worse with influences and with stuff that that that, that instant instant and I think people have forgotten that the the journey of getting better at the thing can be the aim. It doesn't necessarily have to be that I am going to be an award winning
1: yeah you know, musician. Oh God, totally. it might
0: be that I want to learn to play the guitar enough that you know my cat doesn't leave the room in horror when I get the guitar out. That that might be. You might not even have an end result in mind. You might just enjoy the just process. Just do the, yeah, doing and something for enjoyment. And I feel like enjoyment. we've lost that a little Absolutely, bit. I feel like we've lost. Yeah. That. And I quite i've I've been to um several classes and stuff um over the years for various various mainly crafty things but um sometimes like DIY or you know that kind of thing and I have, without exception, been appallingly bad at all of them in the first class. And I have, without exception, there's always been someone I've then because I tend to go to these things by myself, and I always then make friends with somebody there, or, you know, you chat, don't you, as you go. And there is always somebody who then says, oh, I don't know if I'm going to come back to the next one. I'm just not very good at this. And I'm like, mate, you've done it for 15 minutes in your whole, you've listened to someone talk about it for 20 minutes, you've done it for 15 minutes, and then you've evaluated, how can? of course you're not good at it. You've done it for 15 minutes in your whole life. Give, give it you know do the course do the class do a few more classes if you hate it fair enough i'm not saying everyone should carry on the stuff they hate but we've got this really weird expectation that you're going to be brilliant at something immediately the brilliant the first time something. you try exactly. it and, like, we, and none of actually, that's, at that. that's not a thing
1: i've got a good example of this is uh, i go back to my paramedic course again and mm-hmm. there was a, a, a particular day where we were learning how to um uh, put IV cannulate, cannulating people. So yes, I would have Carla made a dreadful paramedic.
0: I'm just shuddering. <laughs> so like,
1: yeah, the actual the actual lesson in class was you had this this dummy arm, this plastic arm in front of you, full of you know holes where other people had gone before, <laughs> and and they show you the, the the technique of actually doing putting the, the cannula in. Mm. Everyone was flying at this and I could not get into this vein for love nor money this big fat fake fake vein in front of me that had half a dozen holes in so there was no doubting where to put the needle and I still could not get this fucking vein right I came home that night this is one of the many tears I cried over over this damn course but I came home that night and uh, Stuart uh, said to me you know what's the matter and I said I couldn't do it I couldn't cannulate the stupid arm I was really upset about it and uh, so he promptly pulled all of his stuff out and offered his own, own arm up to me.
0: That is true love. That is. I'm well impressed. Okay.
1: We uh, yeah, not um, you. But, but the point is, is that... Um, it's you know I went back the next day and I went and did it again and I did it again and I did it again and, and you keep doing these things until you learn them
0: and it, it's so silly because we practice makes perfect right like exactly yeah absolutely I
1: mean as it turns as it turns out I became a paramedic and I was doing it on real patients at that and you point probably so do it
0: with your eyes shut now yes so. exactly yes. Yeah, yeah totally I mean yeah. I say and well,
1: that, was right it, now, but... that, that was even you know learning towards a thing that I wasn't overly particularly wanting you know. to yeah exactly but it's yeah there is this real pressure on on, it's on just, people it's think, really to strange. they have to smash it in one go and yeah. it's just like no and then
0: I, I think tied into that is and again i think this is a societal thing i don't think this is something that we have just made up individually mm. by ourselves there's this real weird um in some circles snobbery against being self-taught at something
1: yeah
0: and but then, often when you find so, I've done it with photography. I am self taught entirely. So I've been on courses, but I've not, I've not beaten it on a. I've not got a degree. I didn't go to uni to do photography. I've never formally studied photography. I've done stuff like a flash workshop or, a, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And um and and some, I mean, most most people don't give a shit. My clients don't give a shit. But occasionally, like open studios, I've had a few people come around and say, "Oh, which art school did you go to?" And then I say, "Oh, oh I didn't." And they look at me funny. And then we have a whole conversation because then I pick up on the funny look, and then I get quite blunt, and then it's it's really interesting getting people to think. Yeah. I'm never rude, but we do get people to think but i've also just recently made a few friends who have i say recently the last 5 years or so made a few friends who have been through um quite recent degrees graduated in the last sort of um 1 to 4 years i guess um and without exception they've said that they did their degree and then they came out and then they started discovering what they actually wanted to do yeah. with their photography as a as a working photographer because the degree did not prepare them for that now i i'm 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 very aware that that is one like one example, one very yeah. specific example, but it, it's not one person. It's been maybe three or four people have have said that they said they had a great time and and then... they had time to explore their projects and it was great. But then when they came out, they needed to learn how to run a website and run a business and yes. what kind of style because they, they not create their stuff. own style because they didn't have a chance to create their own style because it was all about learning how to um, do different techniques to pass each other people and that kind of stuff. And th- this this weird like you can't be self-taught but you've got to be good at something immediately and really you should have a qualification like where is this coming from what is this because no you, can gonna, you can just learn you can literally have hobbies that, for fun.
1: can I just yeah. flip that though because yeah. I, I also know then that you've got um, self-taught photographers like you and I who have reached a point and thought Do you know what actually I would like to go and get the qualification oh 100% yeah
0: yeah. And, there's nothing and wrong it's with worked the, qualification. the other way around yeah exactly but it so, shouldn't be a it should be some like both both paths should be valid
1: yeah,
0: um, I, feel, equally yeah valid, I feel like i feel like yeah exactly um,
1: absolutely yeah and i, I think it probably does
0: depend on the person i know some people confidence comes from having a piece of paper that says you can do a thing even though you mm. know you can do the thing someone else giving you the professional stamp of approval and, and so that you know there's, there's nothing wrong with i mean I just i to... find the 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 lack of what am i trying to say like it's a it's like we've lost sight of the fact that you have to start by not knowing how to do something to do a thing regardless of yes, how you get to doing the thing whether you go exactly. through a degree or you go through the university of life or you teach yourself and then go and get the some kind of formal qualification you don't none of us come out of the womb knowing how to do all the stuff nope. we come out of the womb and all we really do is cry sleep and poo for some time exactly months, yes years, i don't know before um, we
1: start to learn how to do other
0: things and then we learn yeah. how to do really basic stuff like talk yes. and then we figure out so I, I don't really understand where this has come in and maybe it's just my own experience like i seem to butt up against it quite a lot um in my own life but also in some of my clients when i you know pull their stories out and, and with mentoring there's often there's often a block of like well i want to do this thing but i don't know if i'm good enough to do the thing because you know no. i haven't i haven't studied the thing and i'm like but you do the thing better than the person around the... like do the thing Also, the more you do the thing, the better you'll get at the thing. Yeah. Which we have a do-the-thing episode. Let's, yeah. We do, I don't know, what do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm... A, well, bit, yeah, a bit I'm fiery just thinking, about this topic so i can, no no, no yeah. i
1: i 100% agree with this you know at the end of I, I, it's it's the same as like uh, i look at someone like my dad for example who mm-hmm. is dyslexic did, came out of school with n- did not you know no qualifications whatsoever mm-hmm. um and is an incredible carpenter you know he can mm. he can knock up a piece of furniture that i just there is no way i would be able to do that because i don't oh, have oh, those skills i don't have also, that,
0: even if he taught me to do it, I would probably then, I would make a beautiful Fuck chair. It and it Someone would sit on it and it would fall apart. Exactly. So it would look okay and then it wouldn't actually be a, a functional exactly. piece of furniture. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and so he has developed
1: yeah. that through, through years of learning and experience. Yeah. And, you know, later, like to later on he went and did a, an NVQ um, when yeah. he came out of the Marines. Yeah. And, and so he got himself some qualifications to learn yeah. some of the the more technical aspects yeah. that he wasn't yeah. aware of so yeah, yeah. And sometimes so, it
0: can be nice to like fill the gaps in your self-taught yes. edge so i am in no way against formal qualifications but i'm i'm just really interested as, as to why people feel that they okay let me qualify that people that i have met and i have felt and you know in in our circle of experience um yeah like why why we feel well uh, here's a here's so, so thing. much that we have to be good immediately and, and why we beat ourselves up so much for needing to practice. actually even when you're doing something professionally you and i are professionals at the stuff that with various stuff well, we this do, is exactly, and we still need to bloody practice right and we still get is, better
1: yeah this is time. exactly what i was just about to say you know i've been calling myself a copywriter now for close to three years and That's only gone really quick wow. i know isn't it it's gone really fast but i've only really started doing some sort of more formal not even formal, but I've actually been starting to do some learning around being a copywriter in the last six months. Yeah, um, you know, I I got I've been figuring all out myself through what I could learn online, what mm. I knew, what what my experience of writing was already, and um, yeah, so uh, very again very self-taught um and then i got to a point where i was like hmm there are certain techniques and skills that i do not understand about copywriting maybe i should go and learn about them okay. um and that was the point i decided to actually i i hopped into i've um signed up to a copywriting uh, membership, um, like a, a coaching, mentoring type thing, and it's full of different courses and classes and workshops and all sorts of things in there. So I'm slowly working my way through there to actually formalise some of my knowledge a little bit more. Um, you know, with with the intention of providing a better service for my clients and. Mm-hmm hopefully being able to charge more money in future for it because you know
0: so that's more like development training isn't it Whereas yes you, that's that's not that's not starting the thing that's developing developing yeah. your professional ledger, I guess and your um and, and like you work. say I mean, filling all, all, those all gaps. business courses i've done have been filling gaps but have mm. also have been an amazing source of like-minded humans of people that you mm-hmm. know I, I want i want to spend time with these people this is cool um and yeah. we, you know we're so like-minded and and we spend we, we're on the same kind of path even if we're doing totally different things so that's really cool okay so let's talk a little bit about learning for business then because i think that is also a little bit of a minefield um mm. in that i have um so interestingly i, I can't remember if i talked about this in, in my interview episode but the reason that anastasia and i started ink drops way back in 2012 so we, we both had other stuff going on on the side we both had full-time jobs um but we were both also considering going back to uni to do um so she has a degree in drama um i have a degree in publishing and we were both considering going back to uni to do an mba because Mm. in our tender 2010 selves our tender 2010 selves we thought that perhaps we needed a qualification in order to run a proper business rather than the little side hustle etsy type (laughs) stuff we were doing on the side and then we had some wine and a chat and uh came up with the idea for for ink drops um and then we actually had a conversation. Uh, I can't remember which order everything happened in, but there was, there was definitely a conversation at some point that said, "We should probably get, we should probably do that before we start the business." And then we were like, "Or oh, we could start the business and just learn on the job and see what happens, and not do the fucking." And the money we might have put in the MBA, we could just put into a business. I mean, we didn't have the money. Obviously, we couldn't get student loans, so we started it on much more of a shoestring. Um, and we were talking the other day. So we're we're ten next year, and um, we are definitely heading towards being one of those like overnight successes that took 10 fucking years yes um in that it's now starting to get traction we're now starting to get a lot more it's, it's working a lot better now for us than it has done um and often actually those things do take 10 years because you have to learn yeah but we both are unanimous that we would much rather have done the actual business than the mba i was gonna say
1: do you think not that there's uh, anything wrong
0: with an mba but no no
1: but do you think if you'd have if you how long would an mba have taken to to do
0: um i think if we'd done it full-time we would have done a year each but it it costs yeah it's expensive so Um, if
1: you'd have taken a year to do that how much more successful do you think your business would have been any time sooner
0: so the people that i know who have done mbas Mm. still don't have the skills that we use in our very little very creative very specific subscription box business yeah. yeah um i think if i wanted to go and work so i've got another friend of an mba who is some kind of vp something something in a finance company in the states um and she has a- been able to go from finance company in the uk to finance company um elsewhere in the uk to finance company in the states based on the fact that she did amazingly well in her mba and that gave her the skills to do the like big the big company business stuff we didn't want to do the big company business stuff. We wanted to build a business of our yeah. own. Yeah. And so that turned out to be the right decision. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just... But I think we then have been able to choose the courses that are right for our business. So like you've just said, a really good example, I think. You've got to a point where you're like, okay, I want to fill some gaps. Which thing can I look for? And actually, you did sign up for something... I did I did I spent an awful lot of money and then you actually looked at it and you were like "Mm, that's actually not that's not quite what I need and I think that's a really good place to be looking at learning from because there's Mm -hmm. the joy part but there's also the practical okay there might be some stuff how do you assess what to because there's so many courses out there, and you can well, get course I was gonna say, overload. I was so literally so going to say you, you can you, you can
1: you know you can get hit round the head by a thousand different courses as soon as you yeah. jump online, can't you? It's there are yeah. so many of them. So and I
0: think learning for your business is a really funny one because I think it is a balance of learning for joy because obviously our businesses we love. Yeah. But I think a lot of the business course. I mean, I'm very lucky in that actually running a business is one of the things I actually find joyful in itself. But it's not as joyful as actually going out and taking photos. So, you know. um, But it's actually rare that I do photography-based learning now. It's more that I do, yeah. it's like, oh, well, actually, I need, to, I need to learn how to use this particular system or I need to do a webinar on, I don't know, imposter syndrome or whatever. Um, h- how, do, how do we pick that, like, how do you balance the joy and what you need to know? And how, how do you not get to the point where you've got many, many courses on your hard drive, most of which you haven't done, but they're all there if you need them?
1: Yeah, and I do exactly. think of them as
0: resources but but how do you make sure that you're doing actively doing the
1: so doing I the know for me I, I'm exactly the same as you I have signed up to many 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 courses and they are just languishing on my hard drive not really doing anything at the moment
0: do you think it's um, because we enjoy the idea of them or do you think it's because we like learning so they look like fun
1: uh, possibly I feel things. like some of it is a bit of um I mean they're obviously they're beautifully packaged and you know they they, they, they promised look like they lots all the of
0: answers, don't they? Yeah,
1: they promised lots of um, and and then when you actually sort of dive into them, you think, well, actually, you know, just or even, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I that's a very good question, but I think for what I have learned because of all of these courses that that now sit you know happily doing nothing on my hard drive, is that I um, I now only choose courses um, that. I I I I wanted I know what outcome I want to get from them. So if I'm aiming towards okay. a specific outcome, so as a really good example, I signed up for a a, a, a workshop this morning. Actually, was, Or I say, okay. a workshop. It's a it's an eight week program. I'm um, uh, all about producing uh, brand voice guides for your clients, and oh, okay. this is something That's, which
0: I, is beautifully specific. Actually, isn't yes. It? Well, yeah. this is
1: it. Very specific. This is something I already do for my clients. Mm-hmm. However, this is something that I have i basically. It. Yes, I really want to refine it. I, it's something that I've kind of learned bits here and there and have put my own thoughts and experiences. you know just into. enough to be dangerous exactly yes exactly yeah. and but to the point where i mean I'm, I'm writing stuff for clients and they are all saying oh yes you, you know you are definitely getting my voice so i know i can do it but if someone turns around and asks me how i'm doing that i can't answer the question mm. because i don't really know so i wanted Which is something... awesome because it means
0: you're probably doing it on instinct but then yes, yes. it is helpful to be able to yeah i wanted oh, okay, something really that gives me a
1: bit more of a formal basis so and then I, I i stumbled across this one um it was a it was at a price point that i was really happy to pay and I signed up to it without hesitation so okay.
0: um
1: I think it's yeah for me it's definitely very much become uh thinking about what your the outcome is that you want from it mm. Mm.
0: see I think that's really interesting because I think then we've got quite different styles because my most used courses so actually there's probably two so it sounds like you have very carefully considered and I'm, I'm kind of putting passed in a box because we've we've all been in that thing of like, Oh, this will be great and then you do the first couple of modules and then life gets in the way and then yeah. Oh it's like shiny or you do somewhere syndrome. actually Definitely. You shiny ball <laughs> syndrome. Or you do the ones <laughs> I have done somewhere. I've actually I've made it through the whole thing and then got to yes. the end and been like that hmm, hmm. was all right like okay. you know did i learn anything new from that similarly maybe, maybe i've done not. somewhere i've got yeah. all the way through to the end and, and realized that my life has changed in quite a profound way um mm-hmm. and then and then that's a bit overwhelming in itself and you have to take a few weeks to go okay yeah sit with this and like oh god i'm gonna throw everything up in the air what have i done yeah, yeah so marianne i'm looking at you um
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I was thinking that actually yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, i mean
0: that's a wonderful thing that that's a wonderful thing but i am think so the i have one membership there's an ongoing membership for me it's called marketing fix and yes. i also knew, a member also a member Mm-hmm. I think it's your fault. I was in, I'm in it actually, and it's funny because when I describe it to people, so there's lots of courses that I buy because I either I want to know a specific things. So as you have said, I want to fill a hole or I want to fill a gap. And mm-hmm. I have been doing the online business thing now for so bloody long that actually I often end up buying a much larger course for a very specific module with it because I've done most of the others. I teach yes. some of the other shit in the course, but yeah. there'll be something that somebody does in a very specific way, and that might be. And you're like, that's expensive. the bit. That's the bit. And that's I the want. bit. And that's yeah. fine. I've got mm-hmm. no guilt about that if it's at the right price point and it's something that I want to know and I can't get it through one to one mentoring or whatever. Then that's absolutely something I'll do but I also have a bit of a tendency so I put myself on course bands about three times a year and every time I put myself on <laughs> a course band I find another course and I buy it it's dreadful god damn it um, <laughs> god damn it yeah so I am and I'm trying really hard to go back and learn stuff and work through the courses methodically because I know that I bought them for a reason yes but what I've actually found both so there's the marketing fix is a really good example from a business point of view and then I've got some um, creative live courses which I have had for like 20 I was gonna say 20 years I don't mean 20 years I mean probably since 2014 that's okay. what I can say yes. <laughs> um I have had for some time and I have realized I'm a last minute learner
1: Ah. so I have those and when I
0: describe the marketing fix to people I describe it as my insurance my marketing insurance and people are like what the hell and I'm like basically there's an amazing group attached to it and there's all the fixes and all the courses I do not go through the courses and do like one a week or one a month because that feels like a sensible thing to do and that's how it's structured Mm -hmm. I familiarize myself with what's in there I read the emails when new stuff is added so I know in my head like broadly what's included yeah and then when I have something I want to change I go in and I blitz everything in there on that one particular subject. So I'll actually, use I I'll do, do the do. same. So it's like done a yeah. and, and for me. And then people are like, why do you pay for it every month if you're not using? Because I might only use it twice a year. But for me, it pays for itself the the yearly fee that I pay or the monthly And fee also I pay the year. ongoing support that you get through support. the
1: community and the. And group i would say and the everything. same with
0: Creative Live. So I spent several hundred pounds on Creative Live on various compositing workshops, stuff that I knew I wanted. I could see the, I could see what I wanted to create in round about between 2012 and 2014 when i was kind of first starting to verbalize the stuff that had been in my head for such a long time i have used more of those in the past 18 months and that's not even down to covid that's because i am now at a point where i am confident enough to pick that up and say yes i am a photographic artist I, this is something i'm going to do mm-hmm. actually i've got this topic i've got this this skill and i quite like to refine it i quite like to see how other people cut out hair and change you know really specific tiny stuff that i'm already doing and i have taught myself but i want to see if there's another way around or a quicker way around or a more something that saves you time that kind of stuff yeah exactly but i would say that for me is more like joy but it's also it's so interesting but i really don't think i am capable of having a course and seeing it through to the bitter end regardless because i think i've realized that i prefer to learn stuff when i need it not learn Mm. stuff just in case yeah and i wonder if that feeds into learning for joy as well is knowing your style knowing your learning style Mm. and what you want out of it oh i
1: think that's so important definitely because you know not everyone gets the same i i I was i was slightly terrified before i started my degree because um i had done so i I had started so many courses before and never finished them on online courses specifically so i was very nervous about the idea of distance learning i i thought i was the kind of person who needed to be in a classroom that was the only way Mm -hmm. i could learn
0: um that's so, I don't see you as a classroomy person at all but no well it turns out, obviously, I'm not that out because, you now, yeah. well
1: it turns <laughs> out I, I'm not because obviously I've managed to, to get myself a first class degree with with you know doing it all online pretty much there, there were a few classes but um uh, f- once I moved to Canada it was all online that was that was the way I had to do it so I do feel like yes you need to know what your learning style is but i i, I come back to is it's what it's about as well that if, if, if it's a topic so it's that probably
0: you're... then it's motivation isn't it because the other yes. the other thing just to pick up yeah. which is, again i think this might be something that we pick up in another thing mm-hmm. another episode one day yeah. um is that i think that a lot of people think that you could buy a course read the course and that's it and actually it's doing the work that makes all the difference. I was, but just I think, say in order to thing. do <laughs> that work, in order to implement what you're learning, you have to have the motivation to do it. So it's either yes. that you want to improve your business or you want to pick up another skill or you want to, I don't know, qualify for the next level in your hobby or whatever it is. Yeah. I think you've got to have, you can't just do it because you were momentarily attracted to it that isn't mm-hmm. enough motivation to, to get in and do it is it no um and i mean in my case marketing wise it's usually like oh shit i haven't done any marketing for three months so i should probably dive in and do a thing um, so then i pick a thing and i do the thing and that's, cool, do you know, but that's that, why... that urgency to it which yeah, is yeah but
1: then that's why i think having knowing the outcome the outcome that you're looking for is really useful as well because that can be part yes, of your motivation
0: that can your motivation and, and what it... you're choosing if you don't have something that's an ongoing
1: yeah uh, i mean just thing, as a really yeah. quick example from earlier this year i've been going on and on and on about wanting to learn the profit first method for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Um and I knew that I could I I had the book, I'd started to read Mm -hmm. the book, but then I realized actually what I needed to do was start implementing it. And that was that was the that was the hardest part. It was it was actually really hard to do but once Once you start doing it, it yeah, it's yeah. again. It's and, then, and then, and then,
0: interestingly, then you do learn on the job, and then you can go back and refine, and that yes. whole lovely circle cut. It's like we knew what we were talking about, Sarah. So
1: apparently, it
0: comes around <laughs> in brilliant. But I think, and I just, I think it's just really interesting because I don't think so. When I finished uni, I had had school. So I started school at three and a half, mm-hmm. and I did school, and then, and it wasn't. It was like it was little school, but we had, you know, we were learning actual stuff. It wasn't like play you know like proper kindergarten it was proper school so from three and a half all the way through to 22 or 23 I think 22 23 when I graduated um I had never not been in formal education mm. and and you wouldn't know I had an English-based degree from that particular turn of phrase would you but hey-ho um, <laughs> so and I I think at that point, because I remember when I left uni, I remember quite a lot of my friends, really close friends, being like, oh, God, I don't want to leave. Um, and I didn't want to leave my friends, but they were saying, oh, no, I'd like to stay, I'd like to do another couple of years. I'm really jealous of the people who are doing masters and staying and, and doing more studying. And I was like, oh, my God, I am desperate to finish studying. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done now. I've done all the learning. I don't want to do any more learning ever again. And I'm fairly sure that I don't want to do any more um, formal, like, masters. I, I Part of me loves the idea of having a master's. Part of me knows full well as soon as I commit to a master's there will be 23 other things i want to do in that year so we'll that's see. always
1: the way carla honestly you way. know that's um, where a lot of my well, tears came from <laughs>
0: yeah but I, f- I feel like there's a um i don't know i'm 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 trying i'm trying to finish up pithily and i'm not sure i'm getting there um <laughs> i i was ready to go and i thought i was done with learning i thought i didn't enjoy it. i thought I was, I was like i've done all the learning i ever want to do in my life i never want to take another exam ever again that probably stands. I don't love exams. Oh, exams, no. But over the next few years, I then realised there was other learning. And now I feel like I will never stop learning. Yes, in but, fact,
1: I'm actually always very happy if I if, if I get to the end of the day and I've learned something new. It's one of my that's yeah, one of my hap- that's that's yeah. the thing that puts a smile on my face. I love yeah. doing that, so. and I love
0: going when you're not you don't realise that you're learning, and then you go back and you look at um, older work or you mm-hmm. help someone who's at like a much earlier stage in their business hobby create pastime whatever yeah. it is they're doing. Yeah, um, and you realise that that's where you were x amount of years ago, and and it's a really it's a really nice feeling, actually. Yes, that you're like, oh, is. I have, I have got. Because sometimes, you know, our brains play tricks on us, and we, we think that we've learned nothing in all the years we've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I'm really pleased that I've rediscovered that I do like learning. It just has yes. to be on my terms. Um, Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: And and I'm excited to see what else I might learn in the future. Like,
1: I love that. I yeah. think that's a good point to finish on. Actually, I okay. think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love, love, yes, yeah, exactly. Just yeah, love the things that you are learning. Go out there and do the do it. Yeah it's all about doing
0: and if you're you hovering love. between a sensible subject and something you really want to do for god's sake pick the thing you really want to do oh 100 ab- don't pick the go sensible with that.
1: Subject. Yep, absolutely <laughs> it, it may be that it will still be really bloody hard but you'll oh, be yeah. so much happier when you actually do it to, it's easier yeah. to do
0: the hard days when yes. it's something you enjoy isn't it when it's something yeah. you want to be doing it's all back to motivation there isn't it I guess.
1: exactly yes
0: 100%. on that note we will leave you to go off and you know read under the covers with a spot with a spotlight flashlight torch is the word i'm looking for <laughs> council bases secret learning <laughs> absolutely bye. bye thanks so much for listening we'd love for you to rate us review us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app five stars please where can people find us online carla <laughs> we are on facebook and instagram at creative reboot co and we also have a facebook group which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes just search for creative reboot group and you
1: can also go to our website creativereboot.co where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about we'll look forward to seeing you there
0: oh, you yeah.